Okay, uh, welcome to another podcast, uh, The Uncomfortable Silence. Quentin and I are happy to, with the response we've gotten and the support's been great. And we're also learning uh, how to approach this in a way that we think it'll be most beneficial for everyone. So today's topic is uh, gratitude, which um, the interesting thing for me is Quentin being 20 years old and me looking towards 70 uh, how at different ages maybe you define it different based on your experiences. So I did take a moment and look up gratitude, and I think I want to share the definition I saw. So it's the quality of being thankful, the readiness to, so, to show appreciation, and to return kindness to others. So um, that's the definition I like. I know everyone can kind of look at their own, but... We want to talk about it today, and uh, Quentin's got a great thing he wants to share on that topic. Uh, yeah, so obviously as a very old guy and a younger guy, we look at um, gratitude differently, but we both agree that it is a major part of my life, and gratitude was something that, uh, like, you tried to, I mean, you tried to f- almost force me to be grateful growing up, which... Um, which you weren't grateful for. N- no, I was. I still am not. But um, I really struggled with understanding why um, that might even be important or what it meant or really why I would care about uh, being grateful for um, you washing my dishes after you worked all day. That was always a big argument or why I would be grateful enough to make my own bed. Um, Just simple stuff like that, that now when I uh, wake up, I have my own room and my own apartment. And um, I take a lot of pride in my room now. Every day I wake up and I make my bed. Um, And now I get bothered when someone leaves something in my room or if something's not um, the way that I want it to be because I go and I work all day now and then I come back and it's not the way I want it. And that's kind of how I learned about why you might have been bothered um, now that I work as hard as you. Shoes on the other foot. Yeah. Um, But I didn't start to really learn this until I think this year. Um, And I I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I watch a lot of videos. And Steve Harvey is one of the people that I really uh, gravitate to because I think he has a really good way about him. But he's also very smart and a well-spoken guy and um this video um i'll put the link in the description of a longer um portion of it but he gives a speech where he he rambles on for about 20 minutes unplanned about um he says gratitude and depression can't live in the same house um because you can't be grateful and want more at the same time and i think that's something that when i uh when i struggle with something or now um, looking back, I wish I, I thought of that. Um, I always wanted, uh, I always used to say that I wish we just had a normal life or a normal house, uh, cause I thought other people's houses were normal. And as you get older, you realize that isn't true. But as a young person, I wish I could have understood that my life really wasn't that bad. I, I, uh, had way more to be grateful for than I was. I still came home to a bed every night. Uh, never really had to worry about food. Um, never, you know, never had to worry about getting to and from school. Um, but those are things when you're a young kid, you don't understand that other people might not have those same, uh, 
not privileges, but opportunities. Um, yeah, I, I think before Quinton Place said, I think um, we set expectations on our kids, on each other, uh, where we think we should be. You know, we're supposed to be on this normal path in our culture, and then we then we fight with it, and, and I would say almost become ungrateful for where we're at, focusing on maybe goals we haven't met or the challenges of trying to meet those expectations and failures are actually things to learn from. Instead, we look at them as overwhelming and they swallow us up. So um, Quentin's got a great little audio with Steve Harvey. If you wake up in the morning, you start having negative thoughts. Man, this ain't my day. I woke up on the wrong side of bed. I'm tripping. I just don't feel myself. Every time you feel in the middle of the day, if you feel yourself doing that, stop. Just stop for a second. And start going over in your mind everything you have to be grateful for. Not everything you want. Everything you already have. Because what you have is substantial. You just haven't gone over the list and taken inventory in a long time. But the fact that you can walk, that's a blessing. The fact that you woke up, that's another blessing. The fact that you can see, think, reason, that's another blessing. The fact that you can go somewhere and get yourself something to eat, that's another blessing. The fact that you can go and turn the key and call some place home, that's another blessing. The ability to dream is a blessing. The, the, the fact that you have an opportunity to get it right is another blessing. The fact that you're beautiful, that's another blessing. The fact that you have any measure of health, that's another blessing. And I'm just talking to you, I don't even know you. I can give you 50 things you ought to be grateful for right now. I don't even know you. Um, so I, what I, uh, take out of that video and that speech he talks about, he, um, he goes in, he talks about how he, when he was, uh, first trying to make it in, um, in comedy and in TV, he was really struggling and he would just wake up every morning and write down, uh, 10 things that, that he had at the time, even though he was struggling and he, he, every day he would come up with 10 things and not always different things, but. When he was having bad days, he just went back and read that list of things and it made him realize that life wasn't actually so bad. And I think that um, this is something that I've done a couple times and to just sit and think about everything that you do have instead of everything that you don't have is an extremely underrated thing that I don't think many people stop and think about. But if everybody um, could stop and, and think about you know, who they have in their life and what they already have aside from their dreams and their goals, it would also help them reach those dreams and goals that they do have. Yeah, I think, um, again, I always give the uh, parent end of it, and I think we look at the frustration maybe you have with our spouses or um, spending more time on uh, the challenges. They're not really negatives. They're just life is hard sometimes, and they're things that... Um, just don't come easy, and that can be difficult and um, upsetting, and so on. And uh, does do we allow that to swallow us up? So I, I think I mean the word gratitude is everywhere. Um, I I was telling Quentin I see it in school hallways where they hang different words, great words. Uh, they're at the YMCA. They're uh, everywhere, and but we don't take enough time to really reflect on what those words mean and how to apply them to our life. And I think that's. 
Um, we're never too old to learn that. That's some proof of that. So I, you know, I, I regret not being grateful uh, for a lot of things with Cindy uh, because um, during the difficulties of life, you don't get to play back those other things. And you have to look back and appreciate them. So I appreciate seeing Quentin um, just out having fun with his friends, whereas sometimes in sports we're always worrying about or concerned more about who's winning, who's playing, and so on. Um, I, I talk about it all the time. Um, we met with a guidance counselor the other week, and um, he made me start thinking about this and something that I had thought about, but um, he asked me if um, not knowing what... Um, not knowing exactly what my mother died from ever bothers me. And I said, no, that doesn't bother me. Um, and I talked about what bothered me was, and still is, um, not knowing the exact moment or the last thing that I said that she may not remember. And that's something that I do. I think about it often, but I think about it differently now than after she first died. And um, in the letter my mom wrote me before she died, she wrote, um, don't miss me, but instead remember me as someone who loves you and is watching. And that's something that I've kind of taken, and I'm grateful for that letter that she wrote. But those words, um, don't miss me, remember me, is something that I think about often. Um, I think about... Um, I've, I try now to, instead of thinking about my mom as someone um, who I wish I treated better, I think about her in a way of I'm grateful to have even known her. And that makes the whole grieving process and thinking about it now a lot happier. Um, when I think about her now and I think about all the good things about her and how much time I was able to spend with her instead of wishing that I had more time with her and wishing that I didn't have to see her in a hospital or in a nursing home or basically her whole life be taken away in front of me. When I think about those good times that we had and how great those really were and how much she did for me and how much she meant to me, I think about her differently and it feels differently for me thinking about it. I don't feel as negatively impacted by her passing. Instead, I almost feel... Um, not joy because I'm never joyful that she's gone, but I feel a sense of pride that I get to live now knowing that I'm her son. Yeah, I think there's some irony with this in that Cindy never knew who her dad was. So she didn't get one minute of, or one moment of joy with her, her father. She never knew who he was. She never met him. Um, circumstances just that's the way it was so if it when I think of it that way when Quentin's talking and he mentions you know trying to focus more on the good uh, times instead of the end which was very very hard especially at his age I think of Cindy how she never got those opportunities we did um, and and we should be grateful for that and appreciative of that and uh, it, these things are all around us and Quentin um even when I listen to him now, we don't really have this conversation all the time. I mean, we, he'd be sick of me if we did. And so we're having this conversation with you, and it actually brings up a lot of things that I think are 
I really, I learned a lot about my son from this. I see his mother in him every day. And I think uh, for all us adults, we watch our kids and we know we'll see a trait and go, oh, I don't know, that's that one's for me. Or, but I see the goodness of his mother in Quentin's heart all the time. And, um, you know, so I, th I think when we we get into the, the sports, for our, our world, we had a lot of sports in there. I've been involved in sports my whole life. Quentin is a good athlete and got to play, you know, a lot of sports and um the sports experience can challenge you with gratitude when maybe the expectations are totally unfair. Uh, the expectations can be way off base, what's important and what's not. But, I mean, what's your, what's your view from the player end before I talk about the adult end? Yeah, well, I had a, um, over the summer, I tore a, a part of my knee. And um, before that injury, I was kind of, I was, I was ready to hang up my uh, my basketball shoes. I just I haven't had a really um, I haven't had a real positive experience yet with basketball. Where uh, lacrosse, I I really for the most part always had a, a solid experience with lacrosse. There was always its ups and downs, but I by the end of it, I always thought of it in a positive way. Uh, basketball just I for whatever reason it hadn't um, it hadn't gone well for me and. I always, I usually put the blame on other people on why those reasons are, but I had this knee injury uh, over the summer and it made me sit back and reflect on a lot of things. And I realized that um, the only person that can control how happy I am at all times really is me. Certain outside circumstances and effects can challenge that and it can make it harder for me to be as happy as I can be. But the only person that's stopping me from enjoying that experience as much as I possibly can is me. And I had this knee injury and I'm not even able to have the option to play at least for the first half of this year. I'm taking the whole year off, but I don't even have the option to, to play. And it's something that's made me uh, think about the game differently. And I wish I just enjoyed those negative experiences more and they were only negative experiences because I allowed them to be but I wish I focused more on trying to have a good time and trying to enjoy them I got great teammates they have never been a complaint of mine I I have I'm around good people at all times even if there's certain stuff I disagree with with coaches or teammates there I know they're good people I know they want uh, good things for me and I wish that I had enjoyed those experiences more because now I'm sitting here thinking about everything I could have done different and kind of not missing the game, but wishing that I did things differently. And again, the regret of, uh, of not doing those things that now I would be grateful to just have the opportunity to play that I know most kids don't have the chance to play Division three basketball in general. Yeah, I, I think there's two really good things in there that – Harvey uses the word inventory. Um, you know, we should all take our own inventory before we start looking at other places to blame or, you know, if we don't take care of our own and we can't really look at other people. And then the, the other thing is uh, there's a great little video series on uh, YouTube. You can look it up and it's, you know, my teacher sucks, my coach sucks. my this, And it's all on that same idea that 
uh, one person is looking to not be reflective on their own part, but, and it's cultural, you know, we look to take pressure off ourselves that way instead of what can we do to get better. And on the coach one, did you do everything you were supposed to in the summer? Can you, and those things can all, you can do all those things and maybe the other kids just better, but at least you're true to yourself and you're giving yourself the best chance to be successful and you're, you're representing yourself and taking pride in yourself and those things. I watched Quentin learn how to work out um, after being told how for so many years. And then when COVID came along, um, he learned to do it on his own. And it was totally different for him. Never mind the results, but it wasn't uh, being ordered on him. He was doing it because he saw the value in it. And he, I think he was grateful for the opportunity he had. And even something like this, um, this knee injury five years ago, if I had it, it would have completely destroyed my mental well-being and it would have flipped my world upside down. Now I actually, and it might be because we're a little weird, but I actually am almost happy that I've had this knee injury because it's made me focus and enjoy different things. I mean, over the summer I went to two concerts. I had never even been to a concert. I went to a Patriots game the other day, never been to a regular season Patriots game. I have uh, so much other stuff that I want to do in life, but I've always been consumed by basketball. And this year off, I've already been doing more things and thinking about other stuff. I've really uh, taken another step with my nutrition and lifting and focusing on what I really want my body to look like instead of my body to be able to play basketball. And that's been finding the joy and finding different pros to this injury has, in the weirdest way, made me grateful that it happened instead of letting it ruin my mental well-being. I think we always had told, you know, sometimes you don't know what you got till it's gone or it's taken away from you or uh, many things of that. And, it, and it's true. It's a shame, but we're all guilty of that and different things. And I think... Um, you know, getting forced into reflection. And uh, it's been very healthy for Quentin. Uh, it doesn't mean, uh, my hope is that he learns to appreciate um, the game for what he used to really like it for and then see how he feels about it, his uh, condition working out physically. He's doing great. Uh, mentally, he's doing better than he, he's been. So, you know, life is good. And as a parent, that makes us feel good when our kids are in that state. Yeah, the last thing that I wanted to say about the word gratitude, which was the topic that we decided to really do first because I think it is something, it's probably the word we talk about most often and we do talk a lot about different stuff because we work together all day or we send each other silly little quotes early in the morning because we're both up. I didn't know you thought mine was silly. Well, I think yours are silly. I think mine are good. Um, but... The last thing I want to say about why the word gratitude and being grateful means so much to me is that I was so ungrateful that I thought taking my life and being out of this world was a better option than anything that this world had to offer me in the future. And if I just sat for 10 minutes, all 10 minutes, there's 87,000 seconds in a day. And if I had spent 10 of those seconds thinking about what I have and what I was grateful for, I don't think there's any way that I would have felt 
killing myself or suicide would have been better than waiting a couple of years and see, see what's going to happen. And the only way I could have got out of that hole was to be grateful. And it was something that I never learned until now. And I'm very grateful that I did learn it. But if I had learned what or how to just sit back and appreciate what I have, there's no way I would have ever even been depressed. And that's what Steve Harvey, that video has changed my life. And it is something I live by. And I had said that I do live by videos, by quotes, by stuff I learned from other people, because I, even though I like to think I know everything, everything I've ever learned has been from other people. And I could tell you, I listen to a lot of people and when Steve Harvey says that gratitude and depression can't live in the same house, they can't be in the same picture, it is, for me, it has been completely true because ever since I've learned to be grateful for the people that I have in my life and to live every day, like it is going to be my last, even though I am young, I've never felt any kind of feeling of depression or even really been in a negative place since I've learned that. Uh, so since we both like to um, see these other talks, we'll clean up one thing. We were both kind of grinning about the uh, uh, Denzel Washington said that someone said to him, there are 87,000 seconds in a day, and you can't take two seconds to say thank you. And that just shows you how, how simple it would be to express your gratitude towards somebody or something that someone does to you. And not superficially, a lot of people just say thank you all the time, but you can tell the difference when someone says it or someone says, oh, how's your day going? And they don't really want to know. They're just saying it to get through it. But it doesn't take much to make someone feel part of the conversation, a part of the day. There's a lot of people walking around with their head down and don't really know if they fit in. So if you reach out, and that's part of being grateful is to express your gratitude by returning kindness. Um, and the, the, another thing, since we're uh, stealing things from other people, the, um, had this question come up and he's, so what's the greatest influence on the decisions that you make in your, in a person's life? And, you know, I, I didn't have the right answer or maybe there isn't a right answer, but it's that it's your emotions and to get your emotions in check. Uh, which has always been a challenge for me. So I'm not throwing stones at anyone else. To get your emotions in check helps you make better decisions and helps you reflect and and be nicer to other people, kinder. And every day it takes so little time to do the to make someone feel better. Yeah, so anybody who is listening or knows somebody that is struggling, or if you are listening and you are the one struggling. What I've learned is to just sit and think about everything that you do have and everything that has been given to you by whatever you believe in, whether it's God or your father or your mother, whatever has been given to you, or if it's something you earn, think about everything that you've done. And there's just, there's no way that if you are grateful and appreciative for what you do have, that you can be depressed or think that your life is not worth living. And that's kind of the point that I wanted to share with this video. And I think you shared the points that you wanted to share too. Yeah, right? just reach out and um, you 
you know, you know, you see, there's got to be 10 opportunities every day. So uh, we can all do better on that. Me starting with myself. Um, you know, take a moment and do it. And we're going to do these, uh, we're going to do these weekly now. Yeah, weekly we're going to pick uh, a topic or a word or uh, hopefully have some guests on now. Um, we've been pretty busy. I started up school again and um, and I'm working because my boss really needs me at work. So uh, we've kind of calmed down and gotten into a groove. So we're hoping weekly we can put these out, if not weekly, biweekly. And... Yeah, I mean, something that we're going to get going and hopefully we achieve everything else we want to achieve in the next year too, so. Yeah, but we'll be it. grateful for for the process. And I think that's, uh, you know, I have great friends, have a great son, and life yes. is good. So, all right. Take care. Good job.